Welcome back to the Let's Get Mary podcast. Hi, guys. All right, so this is episode four. Four. We're, we're getting there. We're professionals now. I feel like we're really good at this. <laughs> we are getting there. We and are. We're better when we have our cocktails, but um, let's see. So what's up? You know, well, what's new? I got a new job. Woo! I know, I know. It's been like, I feel like the past few years, I like went into this new job and, you know, and so now I'm, I'm going back to kind of more of a digital marketing role and awesome. excited to get started. And how is that different from what, you're, what you were doing? Yeah, so I was working with um, a plus size fashion company and they were, it was more customer loyalty, which okay. was cool because I was like working with segmentations of different customers and their shopping cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm going back to more of an agency, um, which is cool because hmm. I get to work with different clients. Yeah. Um, and just kind of dive into more of like the marketing social media that I've which is your thing yeah Yeah, that's your thing yeah very into it that's awesome yeah how are you doing oh I'm good It's it's so funny I feel like everyone who I've been talking to and asks asks oh how are you doing everyone's like fine I know nothing to report I know we've all just been home here we are yeah I know but you know there's small moments you know I had a really good sentiment this is very random but I had a good sentiment the other day of the more crafts you have, the less sad you are. I love that. Right? I'm you very do into like crafting. your crafts. I do. It's I think it's like a good mindless thing and and someone else was was talking to me about that the other day of like are people still doing things in quarantine because I know people are kind of like testing the boundaries of quarantine more, but crafting is definitely a good way to Stay home and happy. And be safe. And safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know we talked extensively about my cricket. Yeah, one that's of the still in this room with it's us. It's still with us. So, yeah. I, I love a craft. Awesome. So, what are we drinking this episode? Okay. So, today we're drinking, it's kind of a version of a Moscow Mule. So, it's in this lovely copper cup. Um, but it's basically a bourbon pumpkin ginger beer with apple cider and lemon very fall um i know you're not a fan of vodka neither am i but this could be a vodka substitute for sure these cups are awesome too yeah they're yeah. amazing where did yeah. you get these from um this is actually i got this as a wedding gift mm. part of my registry very cool did you know that the moscow mule was invented by the hubline family and the hubline tower is this cool path that you can walk on in this tower that you can walk up it's like 150 steps or something in Simsbury, Connecticut. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like right where I grew up. Huh. Yeah, and you get to the top of the tower and it's like the history of the Moscow Mule. And for some reason they were tied to like Kentucky Fried Chicken too. But yeah, so the Moscow Mule was invented by either people from Connecticut or people that like established themselves in Connecticut too. And we are in Connecticut now. Here we are. (laughs) Today's topic is traditions, our opinions on them, and then some history no, that was the perfect segue. The history of the Moscow there Mule. There you go. You love your history. Someone's going to Google it and call me out. But like, I totally mix <laughs> this up. Totally or something. wrong. And he's from Florida. <laughs> right. It like wasn't even the Moscow Mule. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to talk about the different traditions that go into a wedding day and our, our thoughts on things and our opinions and if we would take them or leave them. And we do want to caveat that a lot of these are personal decisions yep. and decisions on who you have in your family, who's important to you, what your circle looks like, different 
types of families, different types of relationships, yeah. all of that. So the biggest thing, and I feel like we say this every episode, is Mary's mission is to get people to have the wedding day that they want. Right. Whether that means that you do everything the way that weddings have been done historically and you cut the cake, you walk down the aisle with your father, you do a first dance, you do all these things, or you throw absolutely every single thing out, we are champions of what you want to do as long as your beliefs are that everyone should be able to have this wedding day if they want. Absolutely. And I think exactly to your point, this is just our opinions. And I think the great thing is, is that especially now you're seeing more and more people throw away traditions if they want and not follow it. And if they do, be so tradition heavy that, you know, it's really whatever you want. Right. Especially right now with COVID and people having smaller weddings, some people are still choosing to do some of these traditional elements to get those in there or like we've talked about, yeah. have go in a completely different direction. Right. So, okay, what's our first one? So, straight couples. Man proposing to a woman. Leave it. Leave it. Oh, I thought you were going to say, no. I. okay, all right. Well, first of all, I come from a non-traditional family right. as well. So, um, but I'm a firm believer that, yes, did I wait for Joel to propose me? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's amazing if girls propose to a guy or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all about woman power, like female empowerment. empowerment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that even is in the same vein of more and more couples are going to look at rings together. Right. Right. And like that kind of has to do with this of like, yes, it's still in this situation that we're talking about, like a straight couple, a man proposing to a woman. But I, I think like if it works for your relationship, oh my goodness, do whatever you want. I yeah. had a coworker once who they flipped a coin a year before like marriage was going to be in the cards for them to decide, okay, was it going to be you or was it going to be me? Wow. And, in, and this was a straight couple and they decided that it was going to be the, the guy that proposed and that's what they ended up doing. And then they ended up having a wedding at a movie theater and they like took over the movie theater. They had the lights up. They had one of their favorite movies played and everyone was just like there like enjoying That the is so, so cool. 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 I love Non-traditional that. thing. Do we feel like engagement rings are important? Take it. Yes, I do. I'm torn on this, but I guess I'll say take it. They keep it. Why are you torn? I'm torn because, well, okay, when I got engaged, I didn't send anyone a photo. And as much as people wanted to see it, I said, I'll show you my ring in person. Because it wasn't about the ring. No, I, so I'm with you. It's not about the ring, but I like the fact that, like, I have something on my hand that now, like, it's a commitment that I've made, and I like that idea of it. Mm -hmm. Do I think it needs to be this absurd, like, expensive, ridiculous thing that's over the top? No, if that's not for you, by all means, do something that works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like the idea of the commitment that it represents. I like that. And so, have you ever heard the engagement belt story? Oh, yes, you told me this. My parents, yes. Okay, so Sam's heard this, but... So my parents did not do engagement rings. It's, it speaks totally to the people that they are, that they decided to get married. And then I think my dad 
did actually ask the question, but then they went to Ellicott City, and I think that's in Maryland, and they got these special mother of pearl belt buckles. So cool. And my dad works with leather, and he like made belts for them. I want my dad to like wear it to our wedding. Oh my gosh. I feel so like he cool. has to. Yeah, yeah have no, to they're that. really neat. So I love that. I also felt like Tony and I should have done engagement belts like as a joke too. Like <laughs> You still can. We can. That's true. Um, okay, so do you know where engagement rings come from? No. Like why we started doing it? But I it? think you're going to tell me. Yes, I am. So it was a company called De Beers in 1947, and they had, to this date, people call it the most successful marketing campaign that's ever De Beers happened. is still around, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Didn't know that. So their tagline was diamonds are forever. And yep. so then it became this thing of you have to have a diamond when you get engaged. So it really was like this thing that wasn't a thing prior to 1947. Interesting. And that has also totally jacked up the price of diamonds. They weren't, as far as I've heard, like not as expensive. And like there's markups at several companies of of this ring because it's this passage that people feel like they have to go through and, yeah. and purchase, right? I knew that people say the phrase blood diamond, like what exactly does that mean? And it's that these diamonds are being mined in territories and there is bloodshed, loss of life, shocking human rights abuses from rape to the use of child soldiers to get diamonds. And so it's awful, right? So I think it also is really important to look at like where you're getting your diamonds sourced from. Exactly. And also lab grown diamonds. They look just as beautiful, mm-hmm. and so then you kind of can guarantee where it comes from, which is important. What's our next section? Engagement parties. Ugh, stab me in the heart. Oh, Keep it. I, no. I've always wanted one. I, I'm, take it. I love it. I think that, you know, it's the time where a couple is like finally committed themselves and they're so ready and everyone's so excited that get everyone in a room. I mean, maybe not with COVID right now, but Ugh. get everyone in a room and just celebrate the fact that you guys are in love. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so fun to do like a kickoff party um, and then everyone gets to know each other a little bit more for then all the other wedding festivities that will come down the road. Especially if you are having a long engagement, it's a great way to kind of like keep the celebration going. Okay, so I saw that you noted here, invite only those that are invited to the wedding. Take it or leave it. So I'm going to say leave it. Oh, I'd say keep it. So here's the thing and I'll explain my rationale. So we had over a two and a half year engagement and I was working at my first like real job and had different work friends and kind of fell out of that group. I mean, I still stay in touch with them over social media and everything, but fell so out of that group that it felt almost strange to invite them to my wedding when I haven't spoken to them in like two years. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think coworkers are the caveat of where it's okay. I'm, if you know, if it's a family member, if it's anyone else, a friend, by all means, yes. But I think it's, it's a, it gets a little hairy when you talk about coworkers. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're right. If it's, if there's a situation where there's a reason that you feel like that family member who you felt at one point you should invite, it's not always easy to not invite a person who's a blood relative. But at the end of the day, we all know family dynamics can be difficult sometimes. Exactly. And if it, you know, they're not invited, it doesn't, you know, things happen. Yeah, exactly. And every family has that. And that's actually what I always try to get our couples to remember of like, Hey, listen, don't have any shame. Every family's got something. Yeah. Every friend group has got something. Absolutely. So let me know what it is. So then behind the scenes, 
us as coordinators can know what the lay of the land is. Do you not get along with this person? Right. This was kind of a sad situation, but at one of the weddings I did a few years ago, a very close relative to the bride had a substance abuse problem and no one told me. And then the day of the wedding, that person had a role and the person was missing. And the bridesmaids kind of made a, made a comment of like, oh, has this person been indulging and I'm like oh yeah like I don't know they're probably at the bar I made a joke and they were like oh no this is like a problem and I'm like well not that I could necessarily control but it's good it's to good let to your give you heads up. yeah totally because we would know okay the the job that this person has I'm gonna need to give them a heads up or we're else gonna need a replacement or yeah. we're gonna need to know this person might not be in their right mind or they maybe need to stay away from other family members it's so important right Next, I have creating a registry. Keep what is right for you. Don't do it just because you have to do it. You can ask just for money, too. Right, and I think that's your, that's something that has started happening more on registries. Like, I had a honeymoon fund, and I know a lot of people do do that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I say keep it. Mm -hmm. Which um, registry company did you use? I love Zola. Yes. Zola yeah. has the lowest credit card charge if you do like a honey fund. And they're super, they're just super manageable. Mm -hmm. I, you can do pretty much everything on Zola too. Your website, really everything. It's a yeah. great tool. They call themselves like foremost a tech company and not a wedding company, which I love. They are very inclusive. So shout out to Zola. Our next one is bridal shower. Take it. I'm going to say leave it. Yeah. Why? <sighs> I feel like a lot of times people say, oh, I'm just doing this because my mom wants me to do it yeah. or my aunts or something. Yeah. And Sorry, mom. <laughs> Yours looked amazing. <laughs> she did a great job. I, I think there's a place for it, but I think if you're just doing it for someone else and if that person like really doesn't care, like you, there's no, no one is saying you have to do any of these things. Absolutely. And so, yes, do I think that it was more so for my family? Yeah. Did I absolutely love every minute of it? Absolutely. It was beautiful. And, oh. You know, but I am not necessarily the person, and this is just me, I don't necessarily like things, and I feel like some people who know me might be like, huh, okay. I don't necessarily <laughs> like things that are all attention on me. Like, I just feel uncomfortable. I'd rather be with the, with the group instead of everyone looking at me to do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so to that point, how do you feel about opening gifts at a shower? Absolutely leave it. I say leave it too. Yep. Um, this is something that my mom felt so strongly on and she's like, you absolutely have to, you have to. So I ended up doing it. But again, it's like all eyes on you and mm -hmm. all I want to do is I really want to hang out with everyone. I don't want to yeah. sit here and open gifts that I know that you purchased from my registry. And I would say if you don't want to open gifts, but you don't want to be rude about it, like your mom or grandma or mother-in-law don't understand that, like totally normal for a generation ago who had a wedding or a shower or something like that. But I went to a baby shower a couple years ago and they had a cute little rhyme on the invite that said like, she won't be opening the gifts, so don't wrap them, you know? Right. And uh, there was a beautiful table set up and everyone put the gifts. Some people had wrapped them, but it just kind of allows, like your friends are not gonna care. Right, and that's just it too. Like I, even going to bridal showers, I wanna hang out. Like I wanna talk to everyone and there's so much time that's taken of just like, the unwrapping and the, the right. process. So it's simply just managing the expectations of anyone who's going and expecting you to open their gift. And also if there's an older relative who wants you to, you can let them know like, hey grandma, like let me go and open the gift. Right. That Like that's 
fine. Bride has to wear white. Leave it. Keep it, but I don't know. Why so do you here's, think? Okay, so here's, I wear white. I wouldn't necessarily not wear white, but I don't think that if you want to wear fuchsia, if you want to wear black, I've yeah. seen like when I've been like Pinteresting everything, like there's some amazing gowns and people have done, if that's not, if white's not your thing, some people don't look good in white. They don't feel good in white. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pick what you feel good in. It's mm -hmm. your day. I do feel like it's your one chance to wear white. I disagree. Okay. You're, I mean, you're the one who's in fashion. I do love something non-traditional. But I feel like before getting engaged, I didn't even have white things in my closet. But See, I, I love wearing white. I love being tan and wearing white. Mm -hmm. I still wear white. I don't think it's, I don't think necessarily it's your only time to wear white. Veils. Keep. Leave. Okay. I had a veil, so I'm just saying that. <laughs> but I don't think like, Throw if, it you, in the trash. <laughs> if you don't want, no, I love my veil. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. You're right. And my thing is, it's the only time you can wear it. Agree. This is, in fact, the only time <laughs> that you can wear a veil. I am with you. Yeah. Veils come from hiding from the evil spirits. Okay. Everything with weddings is about purity or evil spirits or both, which is like the white of the wedding dress is purity. Right. And the veil was to hide yourself from evil spirits but it was also because couples didn't necessarily see each other until it was right late right so it was concealing the woman until the last moment so that's where that comes from so then also if you think about that it's like why the heck would i do that unless you just like what it looks like so right. that's why it's also i think really important to know these histories of these things right and truthfully i didn't know until i started playing your trivia <laughs> like I didn't know a lot of the history behind it right. so it's it's interesting to hear and learn about it and really understand like why am I putting this on my head guests wearing white I just threw up in my mouth I'm gonna say leave it leave it yeah I think you're dead to me if you wear white to anyone else's wedding yeah I think it's it's not cool um in my opinion like again if the bride isn't wearing white you know it's not your thing to like, it's the only day that everyone knows not to wear white and mm -hmm. that she will likely be in white. Do people know, though? I mean, I I don't know. I would think it's a pretty common thing. I would say if you went to a wedding where it's two men and they're probably not going to be in a white gown, I you still, still wear shouldn't white. wear white. Yeah. I also think you need to be really careful in the summer months of wearing light, light, light pink because it photographs as white. Right. And if you wear ivory or something, it's, right. I don't know. How do you feel if like you're wearing a skirt that's a color and like a top is white? How do you feel about that? Nope. You I wouldn't do I it. I really don't. I would steer clear from white. And is there any other color that you feel like people shouldn't wear? Like black, bright red, anything? Do you, are there other stripes? I don't know why anyone would care about that. But. I mean, I've heard that you're not supposed to wear red at a wedding. Red is one of my colors yeah. and I've, I think that like now you're seeing more and more people wear red. Mm -hmm. I have worn black to black tie weddings before. Right. I'm fine with any other color. Mm -hmm. I don't see a problem with wearing red. I think that was like an old thing. I've worn red before. Yeah. I was talking to a friend and she said that her mom one time went to a wedding. I don't know if this was years ago or recently and someone actually like commented on the woman's red dress. Really? On her mom's red dress. So I think it just comes from like, I don't think there's as far as I've known, I don't think it's an old wives' tale of, like, it's bad luck. I think it's just, like, oh, you're flashy. You're going to look better than the bride. It's red. Relax. People with dark hair look great in red, so right, whatever. Long dress for the bride. 
I personally had a long dress, but I don't think you, I'm going to say leave it. Yeah, I, I would leave it too. Bridal bouquet. Keep it. Keep it. And the only reason I would say keep it, because they're so expensive and yeah. they die the next day, yet they're beautiful, is because what else are you going to do with your hands? That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. I just love the look of like flowers yeah. with a dress. So there's this really awkward picture. I forget exactly what I Googled. Something like bridesmaids without bouquets to see what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And um, they looked really awkward. They didn't know where to put their arms. Yeah. They looked really strange. Long dress or short dress for bridesmaids? I have no opinion. I think depending on what you're trying to do with your wedding and the style of your wedding, you know, I've seen some really cute short cocktail dresses on bridesmaids mm-hmm. and they look great. And then would you feel like if people had short dresses, you would have to say, wear this, wear this exact type of the shoe? shoe. Right? The, yeah. shoes, the shoe is the issue that I'm a long dress fan for bridesmaids. For straight couples, groom's family paying for rehearsal dinner or like what the groom's family paying for like a certain thing and the bride's family paying for a certain thing. I'm going to say leave it. Yeah. I think especially like today... There's so many couples paying for their own weddings, doing their own things. That divide of like, this is what this person has to do and this is what the other person has to do. And, you know, if your parents want to help, amazing. Mm -hmm. Some people can't. Exactly. With certain types of families, it invites ownership over a certain section of the wedding. So then you feel like whoever is paying for X has to be what they want. Exactly. And so if family wants to help, if someone else, another relative wants to help it just kind of goes into this pool of money and you say thank you for your opinions i agree completely (laughs) i think that's like a really smart way to do things and i think more and more we're seeing couples pay for weddings themselves or at least a chunk maybe they'll get a a chunk from family and then they'll add on whatever they want on top of that so I, i think it's a i think it's a good way to do things people still seem to like hold on to this like old notion of how things were done but it's I think it's changed. Borrowed blue, old, new. I don't get the blue thing. Do you have history behind that? So it comes from a poem. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, and a sixpence in her shoe. Old item, it's provided protection for the baby to come. So gross. The item borrowed from another happy bride provided good luck. The color blue was a sign of fidelity. And the sixpence in the shoe is a silver British coin, was a symbol of prosperity or acted as a ward against evil, everything's about evil, done by frustrated suitors. I like the idea of it. So these are the things where it's like, like, I love blue. Yeah. Like, blue is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't like that the old item is because of fertility. Yeah, I don't like that either. That's weird. I like the sentiment of just like having something that meant something to your mom and like exactly. keeping it with you. Yeah, um, and like borrowed from someone. But also, maybe you can just read, like it doesn't, you don't have to read a poem and think like this is what this means to me. It could mean something different to you. That'd be really interesting to stumble on one of our couples being like, I have a sixpence in my shoe. Yeah. Here's my British coin. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> it sounds really uncomfortable. Wedding hashtags and Snapchat geotag, which I know is a little bit outdated, but like social media stuff like that. I have to say keep it because <laughs> I, I'm in marketing and that's literally what I do. But I respect the fact of people that don't. What do you think? So specifically wedding hashtag, I'm going to say leave it. Okay. This is like my new thing that I've been talking to a lot of people about. People keep asking me what my wedding hashtag is. And I, what I want them to understand, 
which someone I knew who I used to work with brought this up, that hashtags aren't as much of a thing anymore because it was when you couldn't tag people on Instagram. So you couldn't find the other photos that someone posted from your wedding. Like that's what the hashtag, a hashtag period is used for. Like I don't feel like we need them anymore necessarily. So I like the idea of a hashtag because every photo that was taken and tagged on your day is put into this nice little neat grid and you can like see everything and it's right there. Are you friends with everyone on Instagram? Absolutely. But sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot about that picture. And like, you know, I like that idea, but I totally get like, yeah, everyone's and there's so much pressure to figure out like a cool hashtag using your married name before your wedding day. I'd say leave it. I'd say leave it too. Yeah, I'm not like super superstitious. If you have something monogrammed, you got it at your shower and then you like use the dish towel, I think it's okay. Right. I wouldn't call and make a reservation under my student, like my married name. Right. If I was changing my name mm-hmm. prior to getting married. Flower girls and ring bearers. I would say keep. I would say leave. Okay, why do you say leave? But I also, so here's the thing. I say leave because I don't have a lot of kids. And I know we've talked about, like, I'm not great with kids. I don't know how to act with kids. Like, I don't... Hello, young human. (laughs) Exactly. That is (laughs) literally me. Um, And we just don't have a lot of kids in the family, or at the time. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting to have, like, some kids in the family. And maybe my opinions would have changed. But it's not, you don't need it. But if you have people in your life that you love and, like, you know, you have a niece or nephew or someone that's mm-hmm. so special to you, absolutely. Right. But, you know. That makes sense. I'd say keep if it's the right situation. Right. Like, I think that my niece is going to be the perfect age. Mm-hmm. And I know how she is in a public setting. And, like, she's a ham and she'll be perfect. I don't want to jinx us. <laughs> I've also seen really, really young ring bearers. Right. Some still pull it off, but you also have to, if you decide to do flower girl ring bearer and they are under a certain age, even if they're a certain age that, like I just said, like you think might be perfect, you have to be totally okay with them taking too long or having a freak out and not being able to get down the aisle. Right. So if that control is really important to you, like don't do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Burying the bourbon to ensure good weather, which is a Southern tradition. I've actually never heard of this. Really? So I'm going to say leave it. I'm going to say keep it because I hate weather. Okay. Because you can't control it. Yeah. So if you can bury some bourbon and get some good luck, I'm yes, with you. Yes. Do it. Okay. So I think it's supposed to be at the place of where like your wedding is going to be. So okay. we might need a shovel. I'll, I'll bring some bourbon. I'll you. <laughs> you find the bourbon. <laughs> Cocktail girl. Getting married on Saturdays only. Leave it. Leave it. Totally. You didn't get married on a Saturday. I didn't. And here's the thing. So, one, wedding venues are so expensive on Saturdays, right? If we're going to just get into financials. So, my wedding was on a Friday. I love the idea of having this whole weekend of events, right? So, we had our rehearsal dinner on Thursday and everyone came for like you know welcome drinks at the hotel and then friday was our wedding and then here you are you still have the whole weekend with your family and your friends that are in the area Mm -hmm. i like the idea of making it more of a a weekend event agreed and you had a lot of people flying in so they were already going to be taking time off yeah Uh, i had a friend last fall get married on a friday and her and her fiance said if people can't come on a friday or like don't want to come on a friday or take off work we 
probably are not that close to them and we exactly. probably don't want them to go to our wedding anyways. And truthfully, okay, your wedding's going to start at four or five. Yeah. Depending on if it's in the summer, maybe later. It really, right. you know, it's it's a half day. Yeah, that's true. If, if like everyone's local, it's totally doable. I agree. It's funny though, because I have found that a lot of venues are the same price Friday through Sunday. And then um, I actually heard that Thursday is going to flip soon. Oh yeah, you were saying that. So this. it's hit or miss if places are cheaper. Okay. So Saturdays are actually the unluckiest day to get married. Really? Yeah, it's just like an old thing. But Wednesdays are the luckiest day to get married. So now everyone's going to get married on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are going to flip. Yeah. Okay, couples not seeing each other the morning of the wedding. Keep. Keep, but I'm okay with them like sleeping in the same place the night before. Okay. Just maybe like for a little bit of time like you've parted. Do you mean like not sleeping in the same place, not seeing each other? Um, I think it depends. So I ended up staying in my best friend's room the night before only because Joel went out and was like drinking like a savage the night before. Sorry, Joel. Um, <laughs> oh it just God. really ripped him <laughs> apart there. That's amazing. <laughs> but no, he went out with like everyone who's just like coming and like, yeah. so I didn't, I wanted to get my beauty sleep. So yes. I didn't want to be bothered. Plus, I also had to wake up at, like, 6 in the morning to go get, like, to be in, like, the bridal suite. So, it wasn't about superstitions. It was about... It was about, like... Beauty sleep. Beauty sleep. That makes sense, though. I am fine. My thing is that, like, I feel like, like, I need my routine. And so... You don't want to not have your routine the day before your wedding. Waiting to see each other before we walk down the aisle versus first look. So, which are you for? First look. First look, for sure. This is, this is the hill I die on. I said something else was the hill I die on. This is the hill I die on. From a coordinator perspective, from a sun for your photos, for enjoying your cocktail hour. Exactly. For those of us who have bad eyesight and will have a long aisle. Right. For people who think that their spouse, that the whoever has gone down the aisle first, if you have it built up in your head that they are going to give you some type of reaction. Yes. It's not going to be that reaction. Right. I'm totally with you. Right. I, for everything that you said, I completely say first look. Also just to get like you're nervous like there's at least I was like there's a lot going on and if you're not one for attention or whatever like just get it out of the way and see each other mm -hmm. yeah I, I agree and they also say that first look is really good if you are nervous like you said but it's also if you want to spend more of the day together right I wanted to I we like to drink I wanted to go to my happy hour I yeah. knew like I picked out all of the appetizers I wanted to enjoy everything that we put together for everyone exactly and it I thought it came from something more like a religious standpoint or something because people are so... So all about it. All it comes from... Do you know what it comes from? No, I don't. All it comes from is that you wanted the bride to be shown at the last possible moment so the groom couldn't run off. Oh, so I don't like that. It's about beauty. I don't like that. Yeah, so I'm like, if that is your reason because this is how people do things... I really thought it was more religious too. Me too. I don't like that. It's like really not a thing. But all that to say, if you want to wait till it gets down the aisle, do whatever totally you fine. Want. Sorry, we're totally bashing. But really, whatever works for you. It is. This is the one thing that I do feel super strongly about. Just from a coordinator perspective, do you know how hard it is to keep couples like oh, hidden yeah. from each other? Yeah. It's really, really difficult. Right. Do you remember that cute selfie we have of... Yeah, you were hiding me from Joel. Yes, we okay. were in... The golf cart. I wasn't the, driving the golf cart, was I? No, it was like a three-seater, like three-row golf yes. cart. And you know what? I was thinking about this. Your photographer did such a good job because I was like, okay, I'm going to go get Sam and I'm going to bring her. And he, your photographer, I think, went with Joel, Joel. and was down yeah. in the vineyard. Yeah. 
And he looked at me and he said, very politely, he said, they want to be alone for this. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I'm just bringing her there. But I think it's also really important if you feel very strongly that you don't want other people around for your first look or something, tell someone like the photographer and, and of course, your coordinator. Right. Father walking the bride down the aisle. So my dad did walk me down the aisle and I wouldn't have it any other way, but I'm going to say leave it because I know that some people, it doesn't have to be a father. It doesn't, if you want to walk down by yourself, depending on the dynamics, um, you know. But I just always, whenever I think of these things, even whenever I post on Instagram, I just immediately always think of someone in my life who doesn't have a traditional family setting, whether they don't have a good relationship or a family member's past, and it just absolutely breaks my heart. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I think it's important to do what's best for your family dynamic and your relationships. I've had people walk down with their siblings. Right. I've had people walk and then the couple ends up like processing together, which I think is really special. So it's really just whatever works for you. Do you know where that comes from? No. So it's the transfer of ownership. Who gives this woman away? So it really is the father passing the bride to a man. Mm. And that's icky. I don't like that. I don't like it either. By all means, do what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I would say leave it, not in the sense of like, leave your dad hanging if you love and have a great relationship with him. Absolutely. It would be like, add in your other parent. None of that language of a ceremony has to be said. No, it doesn't. You can say nothing and it can just start your ceremony. Or who blesses this marriage or who is in support of this marriage and people can say... We do, all at the same time. All right. of the parents, that includes step-parents, that can include right. grandparents, that can include the entire group of people. At a friend's wedding in the fall, the, the officiant, which was the groom's uncle, said something to that effect. And at the same time, everyone was to say, we do! And everyone That's was just fun. like fun. That yeah. kind of woke everyone up, right. too. Wedding bands. I say keep it. I'd say leave it. Okay. I, for one, can't figure out what to do next to my engagement ring. I also think that you know, down the road, I'm going to just wear my wedding band and maybe not my engagement ring. So I like the idea of having that versatility. Right. Involving your pet during the ceremony. Uh, Keep it. I'm going to say leave it. Okay. I I have a dog, Brody, (laughs) and I love him. He is my child. But I know how Brody is, and Mm -hmm. I know that I would be so stressed with him and like right. how he's acting and he's sensing like he feeds off of me and like it would just not be a great situation right they can be total crowd pleasers they can steal the show same with little kids but they can also kind of ruin the show at the same time bridesmaids in matching dresses leave it i'd leave it too do you know the history of why bridesmaids wore matching dresses no it was evil spirits surprise surprise so it, spirits yes so it was so the spirits wouldn't be able to pick out the bride and so it was like, that's actually why bridesmaids wore white dresses as well. Oh. So the, they couldn't figure out who the bride was and like give her bad luck. How do you feel about if it's a stray wedding, men being on one side, women being on another? Leave it. Leave it. Mix them all up. I have a brother. Why should he stand on Tony's side just because he's a man? Right. I also like being at weddings and looking at everyone on the, on the altar and going, Oh, that's a sister. Right, making the connections. Yeah. Parent dances. Keep if it's the right thing for your family dynamic. I agree. I think it can be really special for people. I agree. But it also can be really hurtful for people. Garter tosses. Leave it. I would say leave it. Bouquet toss. Leave. Leave. It used to be a thing at the end of weddings that for good luck, 
you would want to steal a piece of the bride's gown would be on edge the entire wedding waiting for people to come up and rip a piece of her dress so by the end what? of the night she would be in shreds oh i don't like that oh no that would not have so happened. that's literally where it comes from that the garter toss and the bouquet it became it it transformed into this tradition of like here take this don't take my dress right and that's why we do it intros into reception leave as well both family and wedding party yeah i mean i like the idea of everyone at least like your important family members being recognized even if they're not walking in mm -hmm. um i just announcing who they are and where right. they are yeah the, the standing up and waving yeah that's a good point exactly yeah i'm not into the whole intro thing i think it also just from a coordinated perspective like it always stresses me out it's like we've okay we've kicked the night off but oh my gosh guys please get in a line and getting we've had everyone drinks. into a line it's after stressful. they've had drinks is very difficult because all they want to do is talk and party and yes. i totally get it but you need to make your entrance because we need to get it going exactly and it's a last music cue oh can the band or dj yeah. see me and like it just it's, from it's a, a lot. It's, it's i think it's also why we feel so strongly about the first look best man slash maid of honor speeches keep yeah keep i love a speech i think it's okay to do a couple like i think Oftentimes we see like a parent do like a quick little intro yep. or like a religious figure, maybe your officiant, if it was someone religious, do a prayer. Right. And then like best man, maid of honor type thing. Like I think that is totally fine. I agree. I think that you should honor the people that mean the most to you. And like if they want to say something, by all means, they totally can. Mm -hmm. Do you know in Swedish tradition, and I only know this because Joel is Swedish, they have 10 plus speeches for a wedding. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's a lot, but it's so nice to hear like everyone speaks so highly of the couple. Yeah, the entire dinner is really speeches. How do we feel about cake cutting? I would leave it. Yeah, I'd leave it too. I don't like the idea of me cutting this cake in front of everyone when really a lot of times people don't even eat the cake. Yeah. And I'd rather be hanging out with my friends and seeing my family and... I just think it's a lot of fuss over something that you don't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So do you know what the wedding cake symbolizes? No. What? So it's fertility, and the cutting of the cake is actually about virginity. I don't like that. I know. So cakes also started in Shakespearean times as buns, and so guests would bring buns. They were sweet buns, so that meant like the more people liked the bride and thought she was sweet. So, so what if you got no buns? Everyone hated you. <gasps> Oh, that's so sad. I know. And that icing, cakes are typically white. Wedding cakes are typically white to symbolize purity. I think it's also really important to be like, is there a different type of dessert we love? Right. Everyone loves a donut. The wedding that I did for you in October, they had the most amazing dessert table with just cupcakes and cookies and literally everything you could possibly imagine, but no cake. And I thought it was, it was just such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Well, you had the best dessert table. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, my goodness. I did like that. So tell everyone what you did. So Joel's Swedish. And so what we did is we his family brought in like suitcases of Swedish candy for everyone. Um, so we had this great Swedish candy bar. And we also did apple cider donuts. When we were wrapping up your wedding, what are the little Tootsie Roll-like candies? I forget oh, the name of I those. Forgot. I accidentally dumped the entire bin of like 300 of them from your wedding like over my bag oh my and I like picked up most of them but then I got home and the rest of that week I was like kept finding They're so, they there. start with a D I forget how do you feel about saving the cake top for your first anniversary leave it I'd say leave it it's also 
it kind of skews me. Did you do that? So we saved it, but I threw it out. We didn't eat it. Did you throw it out on your I first? I threw it out on my first anniversary. I was <laughs> in like, the trash. we're never going to eat this. It's so gross. It's been sitting here with freezer burn. By all means, if you want to do it, go for it. But I feel like people don't even really know why we do it. Right. So it comes from the days where sugar and cake was expensive and sweets were expensive. And so it was economical to save it because it was also assumed or predicted that you would have a child within the first year of marriage so when everyone came over to see that baby within the first year you could serve them that cake sweetheart table or wedding party table i'm for a wedding party table i'm for a sweetheart table i love the idea though of sitting at our table with our entire party and just having conversation with them and talking we had um everyone's significant others at our table as well and it was just so nice to like just have a conversation as we're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to like look at your look at your seating chart and say, okay, do you need this part of your wedding party at your college friend table? Do you right. need this family member at your family table? Can you rearrange people if if you don't have a strong opinion? Right. So you can do it either way. How do you feel about the bell ringing, glass clinking for a kiss during reception? I guess I'd leave it. I'm gonna say leave it too. It's like fine to have. I also didn't know that that was even a thing at my wedding until like the fourth Did one. someone have to say it to you? Cause I don't remember No, I that. finally like realized it's like, why is everyone doing this? Like, you know, like I didn't <laughs> understand. And then I was like, oh, I think this is like a thing. In Swedish tradition, they have one of the spouses leave the room and all of the like, if the bride is there, all of the men in the entire what like whoever has been invited comes up and kisses the bride. I don't know why, <laughs> but and like vice versa, all of the girls come up and kiss the groom. Like it's very strange, and I I don't know why, but that like didn't fully happen at your wedding. Did no, it? I know Adam Joel's brother was like trying to make it happen. Yeah, like I'm kind of glad that it didn't because people be kept comfortable. Right, people kept trying to tell me, and I'm like, I don't know how to make this happen. I'm You're glad just you didn't. talking about it now. <laughs> Band versus DJ. I am partial to a DJ, mm-hmm. but I would, it really doesn't matter. I've seen some great bands. Yeah, I am team DJ for the following reasons. Money. It's another major vendor to corral because a lot of bands that I've worked with are unionized and they have to have breaks and they have to have breaks at certain times. Interesting. You're and right. there's a couple bands that are performers all together in one unit. So you have 12 people having choreography together. So when are we supposed to have a break for those people? Right. And if that's not communicated ahead of time, it's really, really hard to deal with. I think bands are super entertaining. It can be such a fun aspect, especially if music is like really, really your thing. One person in the couple carrying the other over the thresholds. This kind of like makes me cringe a little bit. I'll tell you the history, but I'd actually say keep it because I think it's kind of harmless. Okay. Again, everything's about evil spirits or virginity. It's about, historically, it's about picking up the bride over the threshold to avoid the evil spirits waiting in the doorway. So the evil spirits are everywhere. Literally everywhere. You gotta watch out for them. (laughs) Last one. Big one. Changing your last name. Leave it. I'm going to say leave it as well. Oh, okay. So this Samantha is something, as, as I changed my name, this is something that I think I've told you. Like, I've had such a hard time. I didn't change my name pretty much till a year after I got married. It was something that oh. I felt so, like, it's your identity, right? Yeah. You have grown up with this name your entire life, and now you're just, you're expected to change it because 
of society or, or whatever. Right. Um, ultimately, I decided to change my name because I think I like the idea of, you know, when it's time for us to have a family, it's one unit. And I, I like that idea. But it's also sad. Like, I didn't want to necessarily change. It's And I still, like, to this day, I get reservations, like, booked under Lavina or, yep. like, my last name. And it's it's... It's a hard thing to get used to, something that you've been used to for so long. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a ton of sense. And I would never tell people, you shouldn't change your last name because I would be so disappointed if someone said, Mia, you have to change your last name. Um, But I, yeah, I think it's all about identity. And like Tony and I have talked a lot about this of like your name is your identity. Yeah. And... I have a, I'm fortunate that I have a great relationship with my dad and my dad's dad is not alive anymore. And so Alicata is really important to me. I also think it's like beautiful and different and it's a part of my identity of being Italian. And I would love to be able to list my mom's maiden name and my mom's mom's maiden name, like all of those, because that that is all me. Um, But yeah, I think... I think just the biggest thing is not assuming that anyone's going to do something. Right. Um, and even you can hyphenate it. There's tons of different totally, things to do. Totally. Um, Someone said, well, that would be really long. And my response yep. was, I'm not taking the SATs. Yeah. I do I have that. to bubble in? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I I was considering hyphenating. Okay. And then I ultimately decided not to because I was swayed with people like, that's so long and like right. and you're right but you're totally I'm not taking the SATs anymore I don't need to fill <laughs> this out like it's my name if you don't want to say the whole thing just call me one and I'll respond but- yeah I actually asked a friend the other day he has a hyphenated last name and it, it's my guy friend he's not like super sensitive or emotional and so I wasn't sure what response I was going to get and I texted him and I said how do you feel about your hyphenated last name he said I love it I was like oh okay I was not expecting right. that reaction I was, I was expecting him to say no, it's too long or something. And you know, it's funny when I was kind of expressing to someone that like, I wasn't sure how I felt. Don't let people sway you. The whole conversation of this is also so always centered around straight couples. And it's like, well, okay, if one person has to take the other one's name and both like have pride and identity in their own last name, like, okay, well then what the heck are same sex couples going to do? Like right. just this like judgment or like conversation about it always just is so like well there's only straight couples no like what are what are same-sex couples supposed to do hyphenate or one takes the other or i mean i i had an old coworker who it was a straight couple they got married and they both took both last names i think that's awesome oh that's so cool yeah and i think even if i weren't to change my last name i still would be more than happy to be referred to as mrs sure husband's last name sure what i don't like and i do not like people assuming this especially if they're not close enough to us because i think anyone close to me would never address me in this way the future mr and mrs his first name his last name yeah so now i've not only lost my identity of my last name my first name is not my own now right and he doesn't have to change the title of mr it's still mr right it's not and so that's also why i'm such a fan of ms right you know and also to, to talk about this in a work setting not to say that i'm like incredibly well known and people know me alicata but i have been very alicata to get here to, but i will tell you and contest it's very difficult to change your name 
in a work setting. Where does this come from? This comes from the transfer of ownership. So. I, I can't imagine. And also if you're at the same company and you're changing your name, I've seen it happen where people like don't know who so-and-so yeah. is because the last name changed. I started my past job as Lavina, even though I told them it was Rosenberg because I was tra I was in the process of like transitioning. Okay. Um, and my paperwork was started with my maiden name and everyone, as I'm trying to like get known and people emailing me had no idea because they changed it to my married name and it was so confusing. Even to this oh, day, there were still things like as my maiden name or people are like what who is this person right and with people being remote these days it's very confusing it would be extra confusing yeah. all right so what's going on with mary i guess i'll touch on on myself what's going on with my planning I'm getting there on the decision of dresses and some more it's exciting yeah i'm excited i think there's always this like kind of like gray cloud unfortunately right now about weddings of like I think I stop multiple times a day and go, it's not going to happen. Or you can't think it's going to be pushed off. I know, I know. But it's hard when there's also people who know that I'm getting married, might even know my date, might even be invited. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be at this point. Who say, oh yeah, this other person in my life who's getting married on this date that like happens to be around my date. Like, their wedding's probably not going to happen. I'm like, y'all, like, please just like have a little bit of sensitivity and I don't need everyone to walk on eggshells around me I'm not an idiot I'm very careful I'm very I'm such a germaphobe like health is the absolute number one priority but I just think it's really important to be a little bit sensitive around corona couples absolutely. and I wouldn't even consider myself technically a corona couple right, but next year but yeah absolutely and this is about marriage right. at the end of the day. This is about a relationship, a committed relationship, which in our situation we've had for almost a decade now. Yeah. It'll be a decade next year. That's what it's about. Will I absolutely look forward to it? I wouldn't have planned it any other way than I did if I didn't want this. But like, is it about us and our friends getting drunk? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's not. Right. It's about us as a family unit. Yeah. And... So it's all going to be okay. It'll be okay. Okay. Good vibes. Tell me, tell me that again. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.